Stand by for the latest episode of the Signal 50 Podcast with your hosts, Bravo and Alpha, two lifelong friends that swore an oath to uphold and defend the Constitution of the United States of America. Stand by for broadcast. Good evening, everybody. Welcome back to the Signal 50 Podcast for January 8th, 2023. 2023, I can't get used to saying that. I'm here with my my esteemed co-host, Bravo. Bravo, how are you, sir? Hello. Confirming that red button again. Confirming nice. that red button. Nice. And yes, Good. not only do you have to get used to saying it, I have to get used to writing it on everything I ever do every day because I'm still oh, writing exactly. 2022. Exactly. <laughs> I signed a lot of documents at work, and yeah, uh, yeah I've had to reprint more than one. That's, just, <laughs> That's right, because you can't scribble things out. Cannot scribble things legal out. Legal documents, they're legal. That is correct. Everybody, hey, thanks for joining us. Thanks for joining us once again for another, oh, about hour of uh, two lifelong friends who love current events. Just sit there and let you in on the conversations we would have had in private otherwise. Uh, so thanks for joining us again. Uh both of us, like we said before, we, we become extraordinarily busy with new careers and new business ventures and such. So we're going to do our best to put out content for you at least once a week. But uh, lots going on in the world, unless you're living under a rock. Uh, <laughs> it's, just, it's, it's just a lot. There's a lot happening. So there is. let's just kick it off. Let's get into our quick hits, and we'll, we'll go through the list. Go That's on, right. Bravo, quick hits. Kick it off for us. All those stories that we... Well, you and I talk about because we think it's important, but uh, no one else is talking about. So when we started this po- this podcast, we said we're going to get this to everyone else so that they can kind of hear what we talk about. So let's talk about the Muslim man who sets uh, fire to a long, uh, excuse me, a Las Vegas power sub- substation, which is another attack. Uh, there's been more than 50 from what I've read uh, attacks on substations throughout the country. And uh, it's infrastructure attacks. Uh, we've talked about this in a previous show. If you remember Alpha last year, there was attacks on our uh, food production plants and our meatpacking plants. Fires all over the place. They caught this yeah. guy. Yeah. They caught this guy. The typical pyromaniac uh, was watching from 30 miles away. I guess in Vegas you can see things from miles and miles away. But they caught him watching the fire from a far distance away. However, he, you know, we have a link in the uh, show notes for you to, to read about this story. Uh, but it's, it's a little nerve wracking if we have open borders and all these people are coming crossing. It's not just Mexicans. It's not just Hispanics. There's a lot of people from other parts of the world and jihadis too. They've caught a whole bunch of jihadis. Um, Alpha, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that I'm not hitting the panic button here, but... Well, this is a little nerve-wracking. I, I don't know that you're hitting the panic button. And I don't need to know that you need to be concerned about that. But I, but what we need to be aware of is that we have basically an open border uh, on, you know, between Texas and Mexico, and we don't know who's crossing it right. to the tune of like 2,500 people a day mm-hmm. are getting into this country, uh, if not many times that. We mm-hmm. don't really know. Um, you know, you had the re-up of Title 42, Yep. or the uh, blockage of its uh, secession by the court. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've got Biden down on the border. He was there today, I believe. Yeah, it's just San Antonio. They're cleaning up the streets, too. They're cleaning up all the bad press. I can't wait to see other people come out and cheer him on. 
I think they're going to be cheering him on some other way. Like, let's go, Brandon. Yeah, they're they, you know I, I know people that live in San Antonio, and uh-huh. they say it's a, a complete and total nightmare. I, I very nearly took a position in San Antonio, and mm. uh, um, no matter how cool it would have been to live in San Antonio, I'm not so sure I wanted to go down and see what uh, what this is. So, mm. It's a bad deal. It's yep. a very bad deal. Yep. So you know things to keep an eye on. You know the news that they're they're not talking about that, but. They are doing some bad things out there that we need to keep an eye on. So let's talk about Jeremy Renner. Uh, he's recovering from some really bad um, injuries uh, when he was run over by a uh, tracked snowplow. Ugh. Now, anyone knows who Jeremy Renner is, he's the he's Hawkeye from the Avengers. He also played some other roles in SWAT. He was the 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 uh, SWAT member gone bad. No, he's yep. okay. I like him. He's a nice guy. He's a he was actor. an Academy Award winning actor in The Hurt Locker. Yep. 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 So he he has a um, not your average of the run uh, pl- snowplow. <laughs> you know, it's a tracked no, snowplow. Tracked, tracked snowplow, like a snowcat type yeah. arrangement. 14,000 pound snowcat snowplow. Uh, yep. And you're familiar with these technical rescues, Alpha, from oh, your previous yeah. experience. And uh, yeah. Yep. From what yep. I understand, the track, he was trying, it was not. It was, the parking brake wasn't put on or was still in gear or something. He tried to stop it from rolling. And uh, in the process, he got, you know, underneath the tracks and oh. caused some really bad injuries. But oh. there there was uh, the story was that uh, some, a passerby or friend, I'm not sure what the relationship was, however, put a tourniquet on his leg and saved his life. Thank God. Yep. You know, look, we don't want to see anybody right. go through those kind of injuries. Uh, speaking of extremity injuries. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we both seen uh, our oh, fair share of yeah. things like this. Yep. Um, yeah. Yep. And uh, I can tell you from personal experience before the uh, advent of tourniquets mm-hmm. uh, being uh, in, in, in daily use when you're sitting there uh, on a wet uh, garage floor with a woman who's had both of her legs traumatically amputated and mm-hmm. you can't stop the bleeding and the ambulance is nowhere to be found for reasons. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you get real creative real fast. I've actually, I applied two tourniquets to that woman that I fashioned uh, rudimentary tur- tourniquets. I mm-hmm. used uh, uh, whatever I could find, mm-hmm. and uh, she lived. Uh, it was ugly. Mm-hmm. Um, nobody yelled at me for applying tourniquets. Right. <laughs> it went out of style. Actually, when, when I it took did. when I when I took my EMT class back in uh, 1990, somewhere in there. Uh, they were not allowed to be used. We couldn't use them. Whoever right. silly person said that was the case. Right. We were using something called mass pants, which was useless. You know, they're, uh, they're, they're not useless. They're just real dangerous for what they were for what they were intended for to de- you know to to help people in shock. They they were useless. They were the useful in controlling bleeding. You know, for l- lower extremity injuries. Uh, in your case, you didn't have any lower extremities to put these mass pants on but anyway we don't have them anymore but now tourniquets are back in right mid femur and yeah. uh mass pants showed up and 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 me and the paramedic from the ambulance company threw on a set of mass pants on this woman and mm. uh and we released the tourniquets and pumped the mass pants up and she lived she did mm. live so good she made it to the hospital so yeah i i know what uh vehicles and heavy equipment do to extremities it's mm-hmm. it's ugly stuff and thankfully jeremy renner is going to live to tell about it and mm-hmm. I hope he walks again, you know, yep. with that leg. So, so to see. moving on gateway pundit there, there's a show note, a uh, show note for you in, in the notes below. 
of our podcast that uh, Re- Representative Dan Crenshaw uh, had multiple pictures of bloody knuckles. Um, and Dan, Dan, Dan Crenshaw has become a very big disappointment in my book. He's uh, he's really shown his true colors, especially in this latest debate with the speaker election. Now, you know, we'll talk about this in a second, but he had bloody knuckles. He's, I guess he's got a pretty nasty temper. And what he was saying, the statements and the actions that the representative has been making uh, reveals um, to me clearly that he's a rhino and, and what he says and what he, what he uh, supports and that he's an establishment uh, along with a World Economic Forum. Well, he's he's made some really ridiculously left leaning comments mm-hmm. uh, over the last couple of years, and and he is a major disappointment. I had I had high hopes for him, and mm-hmm. he's he's what I'd like to call too smart by half. Mm. He says some he says some fairly ridiculous things at times, and I'm not terribly impressed with him. Uh, you know, like like somebody else said, you can't take away from his military service. Mm-hmm. Can't touch that. Congrat, you know, thank you very much, but right. You know, you can keep everything else. You know, maybe yep. maybe find something else to do with your daylight hours. Yep. Uh, Damar Hamlin, that name is very famous right now. He has uh, he's continues to recover from his sudden cardiac arrest. Uh, he was the Buffalo Bill that went down suddenly, and then it, you know he was they were doing CPR on him in the field and brought the ambulance around, and everyone knows that story. Um, and yeah. he's doing tough, you know tough, he's tough one. He, yeah, tough it's to tough watch. one. It's a tough one. And again, I, I wasn't there, and I'm getting the information just like everyone else is through the TV and all this other stuff. But something did grab my attention, Alpha, and I want to talk about this because it, it bothers me. You as a healthcare provider, me as a healthcare provider, me so more so still doing it. You're, you're retired, I would say. Yes. Um, but this is the part that I really am I'm upset about. We have doctors going on CNN, MSNBC, Fox News, all talking about the reason why he dropped, and none of them were there. Like, you and I weren't there, right? We have experiences. We can talk about those things, but I wasn't there. And my my thought is that, that when they come out and they all of a sudden start pushing this narrative, this discussion, that Camosio Cordis was the cause, the only cause that you can consider that caused the cardiac arrest, I started asking why... No, and no, fucking, excuse me, no way. <laughs> we'll leave that in there. That's fine. I, um, I, hey, listen, I'm listen, sorry. I, you, know, uh, you know, not five minutes after this kid was down on the field, you had, you know, the, the doctors appeared out of nowhere mm-hmm. in their suits and ties at 10 o'clock at night to to do their spots on Fox News and, and CNN and MSNBC and it, it's like, oh, commotio cordis, commotio cordis, commotio cordis. You took a shot to the chest. Firstly, I didn't see a shot to the chest. No. That would have been abnormal for a hit like that. Mm-hmm. He st- and if it was a shot to the chest, he'd have been dead on the field. Right. And, and not only that. St- he wouldn't have stood up and right. then fall down. Right. That's the first thing. The second thing was they have shoulder pads on that protect the sternum. So, I again, this is not, this is not anything that we're talking out of turn with. Again, there seem to be doctors galore appearing on these talk talk shows and talking heads is talking and saying that this is the only thing that can that can happen. I said, well, I don't know. Uh, Dr. McCullough, who's Dr. Peter McCullough, who's who's um, got a lot of different ideas about what could have happened. 
He first mentioned that the odds of uh, commotio cordis even occurring in people is one in two million. One in two million. That that's uh, that's proven. It's so rare, but we all ran out to get defibrillators in schools and gym class and baseball fields. Okay, and remember, baseball players don't have the pads like football players have, and they, you know, thinner chest. This this gentleman who survived this ordeal had a very muscular chest and a, and a shoulder pad. So um, it's very similar, Alpha. If you were to do a, you remember emergency when I was a kid, you watched it too. Yes. When they took their fist and the heel of their fist and they did a quick strike to the chest, that's called a precordial thump. And the, another way, way of saying, pre, uh, you know, commotio cardis is actually R on T phenomenon when you, when the electrical system of the heart gets discombobulated and it's confused, it goes into VFIP. But when you jab someone in the, when you hit someone in the chest, and I've done it three times in my career, and I'm 0 for 3 to get anything happy about that because ACLS says it's a class 3 or, eh, it'll help, maybe it won't help, but if you don't have anything else better to do, do it. So it didn't really work. Yeah, they're dead anyways. They're dead anyway, so you can try that. But it's, it's, not, it's not very useful. The other thing here is whoa, that... Whoa. Hold, oh, on, hold on one second. Yep. Hold on one second here. Let's just dispel something for for the listening audience, mm-hmm. right? I encourage everybody to go out and get trained in CPR. Right. I think it's a great thing to understand and know how to do. Mm-hmm. And it's it's the best way you can help somebody having a bad problem. Okay. Mm-hmm. It really is. Don't ever count on winning the fight. Right. It's it, uh, the odds of you being the successful. The odds are not in your favor without defibrillation, intubation, and all the other ALS and drugs and all the stuff that goes along with it. Right. Even then, the odds of bringing somebody back are are what? Ten less than ten percent. Less than ten percent. So yeah. And in this case, everyone was there, and this this football player is in very good correct. shape. Yes. You know, but the the reason why Dr. McCullough is not really keen on the idea of commotio cardis. He, he thinks, and it's been shown that uh, the, the jabs have, have been increasing myocarditis, which is another possibility. I was talking, uh, you know, with, you know, with other friends of mine uh, that they've seen increasing uh, signs of myocarditis amongst large populations of young, young men, uh, you know, that, there's nothing to do except take an aspirin. That's all you can do. Uh, but in an athlete that has their adrenaline running through their bodies, you are a prime candidate for this inflamed heart tissue to all of a sudden succumb to, uh, you know, uh, an, an electrical disorganization to occur. And next thing you know that your heart's not beating the way it should. And that's why you need the defibrillator. Right. Yeah, your your heart your heart goes into a fit and everything tries to pulse at the same time. Correct. It doesn't, it, it doesn't, doesn't work. work the well. muscle needs the electrical yeah. system to get the kick to the that's beat. Right. Now, the other thing that Dr. McCullough also mentions, and again, he brings data to this, and that's why I'm, it makes me think and stop, and I think it's important we share this. After the jabs occurred, that 1,500 athletes were dropping dead all over the place throughout the world. Soccer, a lot of soccer players, soccer players, uh, football players. This isn't the first football players dropped dead all of a sudden. There was no. a Jaguar that dropped dead. There was a there was another football player uh, that dropped dead. I mean, they're this is not they're they're better, they're in much better at, uh, shape than I'm ever going to be in. And what's yep. going on here? Before the the jabs happened, there was there was statistics to show that 
athletes started dropping dead in the less than a hundred in, in the years that have occurred before. So we've had, we've surpassed that number now after the, yeah, days. a lot of unexplained, a lot of unexplained. Are we saying that the jab might've caused this? We're saying it might've might've did it. Don't know. Don't know. Are we saying commotio cordis caused this? Unlikely. Maybe doubt it. You know, the point is, Everybody needs to stop jumping to conclusions. That's right. We weren't there, first of all. And I have, a, I have another colleague who mentioned that we don't know what kind of medication this per, this uh, player was on. He could have had an elongated electrical rhythm that could have caused him to go into some kind of dysrhythmia. We don't know. We don't know. But we what I do know is for everyone to start getting behind one scapegoat of a diagnosis, to me, is uh, not good science. And you don't believe no, me? It's, no, don't believe it's, me or it's don't not. believe Alpha? Go look it up and look for athletes dropping dead and don't use a Google search engine. Use something else. <laughs> but you can see them out there where these people were actually all of a sudden doing fine. They did the play and then all of a sudden they dropped dead and they're doing CPR. So, And you got a 10% shot at that. This kid right. beat the odds. He did. This kid beat the odds. How many how many times have you done CPR in your career? Oh, oh probably hundreds. Hundreds, thousands. I you know, I lost count. Hundreds. Let's it, say let's say five hundred times in your career. Yeah. How many times did you win? Uh, seven times. I've done CPR a total of eighty four times. I mm-hmm. can remember every instance that I've did it. Mm-hmm. How many times did I win? Uh, I'm gonna say zero. Zero times. And I have a certificate to prove the one I got that I reversed. <laughs> but that was, you know, I, I had more cases. I did not get any such yeah. accolade because I never got that lucky. Right. So moving along. Carrie so Lake. Keep an eye on the story. Ah, Carrie Lake. Yeah, here we go again. Well, Carrie Lake, uh, I, there's an update with Carrie Lake. She did try to surpass the lower courts of Arizona and go to the Supreme Court in Arizona. That was rejected, so the fight continues. Um, yeah, I'm going to stay pessimistic on that one. Yep. Hey, but, but in Georgia, uh, they're, they're getting a look at the ballots now. Uh huh. <laughs> Again, hold your breath. Still pessimistic. I get it. <laughs> still need a tube. Still need to be innovated because we're all going to turn blue waiting for this to happen. But I yeah, get it. hold your breath. Hold your breath, everyone. Here we go. What's the old expression? You can wish in one hand or, or poop in the other one and see which one fills up first. <laughs> right? Exactly. Exactly. Uh, Moving along. Amazing, isn't it? So Biden's going to visit the southern border for a photo op. Here we go. (laughs) We talked a little bit about this in the beginning. but Now the governor of Texas is pissed. Great. Oh, Governor Abbott is just, he's just, he's just pissed. I mean, look at the crap that these people are putting up with down there. I know. I would not have cleaned up the streets of San Antonio. I would have left it as it is. Hey, look, this is what you did. That's right. I hope there's a big dis, uh, demonstration when he gets there and they just boo him to death. Well, he's there. He's been there and gone. I mean, I'm not going oh. up with the story. You know, it's Sunday. I had I had uh, other things going on. Uh, oh, he went today. down on a Sunday? Yeah, he went down today. It was a, I had a work emergency today, so I didn't watch the mm-hmm. news at all. Oh. So, yeah, kind of crazy. Uh, so they yeah. snuck him in, they snuck him out, and they yeah. told him to and say Abbott something Abbott handed stupid. him a letter, like a, a strongly worded letter. Thank you, yeah. Greg. Yep. Thanks, Abbott. So we'll we'll see what happens. Nothing, nothing's nothing substantive is going to change, right? You know, they, I I hear that uh, the Biden administration is trying to, you know, back into some of the old Trump 
stuff, you know, port of mm-hmm. entry and, and some of the uh, stay and remain in Mexico policy and maybe get on uh, the president of Mexico a little bit more saying, you know, or first, first country to cross the border. That's where you have to apply for asylum kind mm-hmm. of thing. You know, uh, apparently that was all inhumane when Trump did it, but you know, it's okay when there's Democrats, yeah. it's just, it's just the power of the narrative, right? It's, exactly. it's the power of the narrative and it's the power of it's politics. It's pure politics is all it is. It's not, it's not good for anybody but them. Exactly. So moving along, uh, let's see. This is your favorite topic, my friend. Yes, it is. So everybody experienced, you know, the Buffalo Superstorm last week. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the lake effect snow that happens uh, every winter in Buffalo uh, and, and Pulaski, New York and mm-hmm. Redfield, New York and Watertown, New York and, and, and Williamsport and all those places and down to Erie, Pennsylvania. When the wind comes across the lake, it snows mm-hmm. and it snows a lot. Picks up the fl- picks up the water vapor, makes it into snow and oh. dumps it literally. Oh. You've never seen anything quite like it before in your life. If you've never seen lake effects, no. It just keeps coming. It, it, it's unbelievable. Where I used to live, the New York State Thruway was, uh, as the crow flies from my house, this New York State Thruway was, I would say, three miles from the house, right? Mm-hmm. And it was a famous boundary line where the lake effects would swing and, and would go to the New York State Thruway, and it would kind of waver back and forth a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. Off of Lake Ontario. Right. Well, occasionally it didn't pay any attention to where it was supposed to stay north of the thruway, and it would just kind of come right at you. <laughs> you could literally watch the snow coming for you. Right. It was like a wall of white stuff, <laughs> and it would come down between an inch to four to six inches an hour, depending on you know the conditions. It's it's very <sighs> impressive. Yes, it is. I remember. Until you're stuck in it. That's um, right. So the global warming or, or climate change uh, folks are just flipping out over all over. I mean, the this. climate change cult, they're all yes, like in that, high gear now. They're cult. all this, this stuff happens every year. Now they've got the atmospheric river that's going to dump on Oregon, Washington, California, who they all need the water, by the way. Right. They're talking tens, a dozen feet of snow in, in the, in the mountains in California. Good. They need it. Right? They need it. That's how they get their, their water. Uh, they're going to get the desert southwest is going to get a lot of rain. Looks like Lake Mead is going to get uh, get a little bump that it needs. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that'll be good. But you know, get ready, everybody. Uh, we've got uh, another series of storms that are going to be coming across the country this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, by next weekend, uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Could get real interesting for the northeast of this country. Could get a nor'easter. Might be kind of interesting. Keep an eye on it. But right. uh, you know what? I, a big, it, it happens every winter, and, and now we're just sitting around with nothing else better to do than to panic. <laughs> now, the oceans well, are rising. Why oh are you my buying gosh. oceanfront property? Well, I will say I, I think that the uh, it's, the, it's God's way of sending manna to heaven from heaven down to you know in the form of snow for water. We just need saying. water. We need just the saying. water. We need it. There will never be any more water that's on the planet than there already is. That's right. You can't make it. You can't destroy it. You can't it. make it. You can't destroy it. It's it's here. That's right. So everybody needs to just understand that, okay? Mm-hmm. Let me ask a question. If you fill a glass full of ice and then you fill the remainder of the space up with water, when the ice melts, does the glass overflow? Nope. Well, there you go. <laughs> I'm no climate scientist, but I know that. 
That was All physics. Right. That was done in physics. physics. We did that as an experiment. I remember that. That's anyway. right. So moving along, you know, everybody's uh, favorite uh, three-letter word is the ATF. The ATF has come out under the Biden administration with all sorts of new rules that they want to do bump stocks and they want to reclassify receivers and they want to go after polymer guns. They want to do all of these things. They want to just basically uh, uh, pistol braces. They want to just restrict and, and obstruct uh, constitutional uh, rights uh, as best they can. Well, the courts just keep absolutely smacking the ATF down at every turn. So, Maybe they'll close the doors of them soon. Well, let's hope so. Um, yeah, let's hope so, because that's a super constitutional agency that really does have an effect on normal people's lives. Mm -hmm. And it's it, the rules that they make are, are really, really, really damning to mm -hmm. regular civilians and criminals don't pay attention anyway. So, right. you know, so keep an eye on that. And, and apparently the state of New York, uh, uh, y'all heard about the, uh, uh, the Bruin decision in the state of New York about carry permits and carrying yep. firearms. Uh, you know, and, and then in turn, when, when the Supreme court slapped the state of New York around like a rag doll <laughs> and said, everything you're doing is unconstitutional. What does state of New York do? They doubled down. They just keep being stupid. They just got dumber. That's and right. And they, they invented some more restrictive laws and the Supreme court came back the other day and said, all right, stop time out. What you're doing is wrong. And, and they're, the Supreme court's going after the state of New York now. Thank you. Yay. Yes. Yes. Yay. It's about time. It's about time. I got to say, that that's uh, that's good news. That's awesome. Well, it is good news. It is good news. And that's amazing. there is no such thing as uh, sensible gun control. <laughs> there just isn't. So Unbelievable. Anyway. That's right. And moving on. So let's get on to the first block of the program. Yes, block we a. should. Block A. Block A. I think we're going to be talking about the, uh, the, the latest news after 15 tries. 15 rounds. He got back up again. McCarthy is now the speaker officially. All right. Of the House of Representatives, the de the only Republican controlled part of the government. And I, it's I got to be honest with you. I got to yeah. be honest with you. I really like to watch the pushback. Mm. You push back like from it. whom? From the people who don't want Kevin McCarthy as the speaker. Ah. They, I like I like that push. It, it was I, I like it. it. It was good to see debate. It was good to see the 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 people that were in the conservative part of the of the house, the ones that have been shushed and and stifled, and you know everyone had an opinion. But this is how the sausage gets made in the law in lawmaking bodies. Um, it's all deal making. That's right. The general, you know, like one of the things that McCarthy will have to do is he has to he has to follow the rules that he promised he was going to follow, meaning the rules of the the, the deliberations and how bills are brought to the floor and the parliamentary procedures. I mean, it's very boring. I mean, if you really like this kind of stuff, you'd love to hear about it, but most people don't. And I'll just cut to the chase. This stuff is boring as all heck. It is long drawn out. The debates are, but that's what laws are supposed to be made. Now, in in the in the concessions that McCarthy had to make, that's really what he did to uh, Gates and um, Bobart and, and uh, you know the representatives and the the Freedom Caucus. They they gave they gave away their their quote 
ideas that they're going to do these big omnibus bill spending bills that that's not allowed no anymore. That's not no allowed. More. There was a promise by McCarthy that made a church commission style commission. This, yes. this, this deep dive Massey's on it. And I, I have a lot of confidence that this is going to go somewhere, but it's, it's going to be held in secret. You can't really, it's all kinds of top secret stuff, but they're going to, there's going to be investigations there. Um, the promise to allow the other investigations. Okay, like, what are they investigating with this church-style commission? The social media? January and 6th. And the government's interaction in January 6th. And the three-letter agencies. And, That's right. Uh, the other committees, like Jim Jordan's committee, he's on judiciary, I believe. He's going to be looking into the to the why um, Mayorkas didn't uphold the border. <laughs> you know, he's, he's on the chopping block for an impeachment. Yep. Uh, in fact, uh, after McCarthy was voted in, he talked about going after the 87,000 IRS agent funding. Defunding They're gonna, them. Yeah. Defunding them, which I'd be all for. Whether or not the, the, the rhino section of the Republicans that are there can vote on these rules, well, there's one thing holding over McCarthy's head. It only takes one person to oust him out of that speakership, and they can have a vote on it. Takes one better motion. Stick, he better stay with the agreement that he signed. That's right. right? That's better, that's how they got him. Better stay with the deal. Damn good deal. Yeah. For us. So it's about I, time. I'm I'm conservatively optimistic. <laughs> I I don't know. What do you thought? What are your thoughts, Alpha? I, I I like what I'm seeing, but I'm still I don't know if I can trust him. I'll, I'll tell you what I like to see. I, I liked out of the whole thing. I like the fact that. For once, the conservatives threw around a little bit of muscle mm-hmm. and said, okay, stop. <laughs> no more. Yeah. Okay. You're, you're not getting this, and we'll hold this whole thing up until we come to an amicable agreement. And mm-hmm. they did, and they mm-hmm. stuck with it. Um, it's sausage. Mm-hmm. It's sausage-making, and it, it's ugly. Uh, I'll, I'll tell you one thing. There are some conservative voices out there in D.C. right now that have come a long way in my book. Mm-hmm. I was never an MTG fan. Mm. I wasn't a Marjorie Taylor Greene fan from the beginning. I thought she was, like, woefully out of her depth. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, out of nowhere, she she stuck to her guns, and she's kind of slid right in there. And she's she's done a really good job, mm-hmm. and she, she's got some influence. She supported McCarthy from the get-go. I know. And it actually, she she wanted everyone to kind of come together, and I, I think she was a little naive to the process. But she did she did bring a lot of those members who didn't want to see McCarthy in there because of his past history, which concerns me. His past history of being in the line of Paul Ryan and uh, you know the Paul other rhinos. Ryan. He was uh, horrible. He was terrible. Um, and Boehner. You know, he was Ugh. horrendous. You know, I, you know, MTG, I thought was going down that same. No. But she's not. So. She did good. She did. And you know what's going to happen? They're not going to be able to put anything that's not germane to the bill, or in other words, hidden crap into yeah, these bills anymore. There's no pork stuffed into these bills. They can't do anymore. it. They can't, they can't do it anymore. Right. So what, what's going to happen is, and, and again, in my humble opinion, when the Senate, who's still under the, the yoke of, uh, of Schumer and uh, his buddy there, M- M- uh, McConnell, who loves to put in all these big bills, 
I think what you're going to see happen is they're going to send over an omnibus bill and the house is not even going to take it up. <laughs> no. <laughs> Which is like, no. well, again, you know, that's the I mean, best. I, I, how, look, you know, listen, this is, this has been going on for too long in this country. That's right. how we got Obamacare. It's, you know, oh, you have to pass to see what's inside of it. Well, when you get a 4,000 page omnibus bill mm-hmm. for $1.7 trillion in spending, mm-hmm. And the thing is stuffed with like shrimp racing and uh, <laughs> you know IQ tests for for cockroaches, yeah, uh, to the tune of millions that are you know hidden away in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, it it just how how is that responsible? It's not. You can't. You get the bill. It's four thousand pages, and two days later, you have to vote on it. Come on. No, that, that was done on purpose to, well, to overwhelm the system. Oh, of course, and to of get course. past what they want to, and and to defang the the house. So, right now, I'm I'm looking forward to see what comes out of these investigations. I'm looking forward to hearing the the know nothings and the nudniks that are pushing these policies in the Biden administration to go in front of these congressional committees and explain as to why they're doing this. And I, I hope some impeachments come out of it. Yeah. I want to see Schiff. Yep. Swalwell, Leahy. Uh, let's see who else. I want to see Fauci. I want to see all these people under oath. Yep. And I think that's going to happen. I, I, I want to see Nancy Pelosi under oath too. Yep. She's going to get pulled in there. She's still a representative by the way, so she has to answer to this stuff. I guarantee you she's going to quit any day. You think so? Yep. Ah. She's going to take an ambassadorship somewhere. She'll, she's going to quit. She's okay. Gonna, that That's my prediction. She'll so, be like the ambassador to Italy next week or something like that. Let us know what you think. I, I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic, although <laughs> you know what happens when I get optimistic about anything, Alpha. I, you know, there'll be another steak dinner to you, but that's all right. Um, let's go for three, my friend. All right. Well, let's have the first two first for crying out loud. Anyway, yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, so crazy. I, Hey, you know, it, it, it's, it was good to see the fight. It was good to see the process and I'm glad it's back at least for right now. And the best thing in all of this is what I call the fail safe button. You know, if they need to, to oust him out of there, they're going to, they're going to pull the old BS buzzer on him. And they're going to say, you're out of here <laughs> and put someone else in there. Well, let's see. You know, let's see what happens. We'll see what happens. Because now on. he's beholden to them, by the way. I think, I think McCarthy is beholden to, to that group of, of Republicans that held the line. Because Oh, well, they've got him by the short and curlies. That's right. Which that's is right. what they should do. And I think the American people should be grateful for that. I'm, 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 uh, I'm like okay with it. Yeah, we'll just have to see what happens. I'm not optimistic that they're going to do anything good. No, but you know, if they can but slow down the Biden administration, I'd be happy. Well, that's kind of my mo. I'm yeah. I'm just not optimistic about much of anything these days. I mean, right. it's just crazy. So we need to move on here a little bit. We're we're running out of time here. We're running short of yep. time. Good. So, okay. So I'm going to call the second block. It's called Murder in Moscow, Idaho. Mm-hmm. All right. I'm not even going to mention the guy's name. Uh, they have arrested a suspect in the killing of four people in a house in outside of Moscow, Idaho. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we all know what happened. It's been all over the news lately. Um, and I'm going to, this is kind of a 
hard for me thing to, or hard to listen to kind of thing. But I'm going to ask a question. Why would this story or stories like this, why do they tend to grab all the oxygen in the room, right? Why? Are you asking me or are you? Well, you it's just a general questions? question. Oh, you know, look, look, I, I feel wholeheartedly it's the narrative. It's what they want to put out there as the uh, story of the moment uh, so that people don't ask why. They don't say no. And then we would say no way. Well, uh, you're right. I think this is a great time filler for all these people to sit there and pontificate and sit there and, and, and just run their faces off and get paid for it on, on news programs. It's like, you're trying to make me care about this. And listen, I'm not going to belittle the loss of four lives, mm-hmm. all right? It, it's tragic. But that crap happens every day in this country in inner cities where multiple people are killed all the time, mm-hmm. all right? And and I've said it before. Who's going to speak for the little 12-year-old that just got shot over on Georgia Avenue the other day? In D.C.? In DC, who's who's going to who's going to speak for them? Uh, I the, will. Yeah, the 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 news won't. I was going to say no. the news will not. It's like I had twelve year old shot and killed on Georgia Avenue in a car, uh, along with his infant son, six years old, was also shot and injured in a car. Is it? Nobody care. Nobody. It's it's it. Mm-hmm. It's just here and it's gone. Right? right. Right. So why do stories where obviously more of the privileged class of people sitting in a party house in Moscow, Idaho, they get killed by somebody. It's terrible. It's just terrible. The guy's a psychopath that did it, Mm -hmm. if he did it. Why is that grabbing the attention? I think it's... uh, It's crazy. The spotlight gets put on it. The attention of the the news anchors. uh, Today in Moscow, Idaho, four people were killed today and how tragic it was. You know... All they have to do is start repeating, and then, and I, I have but an answer for you. That's all they've been doing is it, it leads every news cycle. So here's here's what I'm what I am going to put forth again, examining the data and the data points that are out there. Have you ever noticed some of those memes or some of those videos on Rumble where they start playing one news outlet in a certain place, and this has been going on forever. And they go to another news place, new local news anchor to same. another place. It's all the same. I believe wholeheartedly that the mainstream, lamestream media, the ones that follow in tow and do what they're told, and Twitter was once like that, but they're not anymore. But they all get the talking points memo. The talking points memo comes out, and they all start saying the same words. It's written for them, and they read it like a bunch of clapping seals, yes. and that's what happens. Yeah. I think that's what's yeah. happening here in Moscow, Idaho. They, I think you're probably right. I think yeah. you're right. I mean, listen, we have an epidemic of violence in this country. We do. Right? Yeah. Okay. So this, you get a psychopath that goes and stabs four people in a house in Moscow, Idaho. Very interesting how they caught him and all this other business. Okay. I'm not going to, I'm not going to. We're not going to disparage the fact that they caught the, the pots that did this. I'm not belittling it. I think it's great that they caught him. Right. right. But how many other murders just like it occur every day in this country where the perpetrators are never caught? How about the bomber that had the DNC and the RNC <laughs> places? <laughs> the, egg t- the egg timer? The egg timer. I mean, yeah, okay. How about, uh, you know, there, there's, there are countless acts of violence in this country that, are, that largely go unreported or un, 
you know, or instigators like Ray Epps. He's an instigator. He, yeah. Well, he, well, he pushed we everyone can't. into the county. He, he's in the Capitol. Right. He's, he's free and clear. You know how they caught this guy with cell phone pings and stuff like that and whatever. It's just, it's just crazy. You know, listen, we have an epidemic of violence in this country, mm-hmm. right? And you got a lot of victims out there. Um, a lot of bad actors and not a lot is being done to bring the criminals that commit these acts to heal mm-hmm. at all. You know, you've got the state of Illinois just enacted, you know, no bail for anybody. There should be a law against that. <laughs> no, there should be. Absolutely. Right. What do you think that's going to do with a catch and release justice system? Well, it's going to give the more incidents like this, more, uh, more, more yeah. airplay. You know, it's well, a, it's gonna it's gonna create a lot more random violence, right? Yeah, we don't have any border. You know, we're just importing criminals. These South American countries are just emptying their prisons into the United States, right? I'm not saying that everybody that's coming across the border is a criminal. No, I'm saying there are a good number of criminals that are mixed in there. I was going to say a majority of them, it may have bad intentions if they're a coming lot of across them the most country. Most probably do, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, we've got a free flow of drugs across the border. Where there are drugs, there's crime. Right. Period. Look at heroin, fentanyl, all the people that are dealing it, all the gangs. Right. 200,000 people dead. 200,000 people, 200,000 yeah. Americans are dead. Because, because of, of fentanyl. Fentanyl. That's right. We had someone right. just die in this area from fentanyl. Happens Overdose. every day. No one's talking about it. Right. I can I can flip through my my CAD page for uh, the fire uh, fire system in my mm-hmm. county, and I can show you today at least a dozen intentional overdoses. Mm-hmm. Okay, and I can tell you also that we have an active gang presence in my area. They keep finding dead bodies in the woods all over the place here. Mm-hmm. So, who's speaking for those victims? Right when the police won't even do their jobs because they're afraid to do their jobs. Right. So what was legalizing marijuana a really a good idea all over the place? I'd say no. I'd say no. I'd say no. Right. So I don't know. Uh, it's just why do certain things catch the attention and captivate the country and other things don't? I think it I, has a lot to do with the power of suggestion. I well, I think you're probably right, but I, I think that there's there there are a lot of questions that need to be answered as far as that goes. It it really gets very sickening mm-hmm. to see. Yeah, four kids died in that house. I'm really sorry to hear that, but you know, stop trying to make me care about that when 12 year olds are getting shot while they're driving down the street with their parents in a car. Right, Chicago is just letting it happen all over the place. Washington D.C., Chicago, New York City, et cetera, right. et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. L.A., San Francisco, Portland, well, I think, Seattle. I think one thing you have to add to that is the fact that there's no consequences to actions. Well, that that's correct. People are taking. There's no there you get you you get arrested, you get kicked loose. It doesn't matter what you do. And and you go to the courtroom and you can plead whatever, you know, unless you're the wrong color or the you're not you're you're a conservative, then if it was you That's or right. I, we'd be thrown in jail, like a January Sixer. I have a friend of mine who's rotting in jail right now as we speak. He got into trouble here in the beginning of December and was one of those unfortunate instances, and uh, nobody wound up getting hurt, thankfully. Uh, it was a big misunderstanding, uh, and he's sitting in jail still. Mm-hmm. No bail. However, 
if, you know, somebody else had tried to kill somebody and, you know, they're walking free, they mm. just walk away. You know, it's just two sets of rules in this country, right? Yep. So we, we should move along here. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, how we, well, we normally say that trying to make predictions uh, with a crystal ball that never works and the warranty was never given, although I thought it was under some kind of working condition, but we're going to try it anyway. <laughs> we're going to look at, see what happens when we kind of look into the future, what's going to happen from eight to 12 months from now. Uh, Alpha, why don't you start this off? Cause well, right, right. You know. you know, listen, I was, I was listening to a podcast or, or something. It was a podcast. I can't for the life of me. I cannot remember what I was listening to or who mm-hmm. it was. So I cannot take credit for this. This is a theory that this person that was, uh, that is, they were, they were kicking around on this podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, that, Kamala Harris is going to resign for personal reasons in the next several months. Too much cackling? I don't know. Hard to say. Um, I don't know. Uh, I, 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 yeah, possibly. It's not my theory, but she's right. going to resign. The, the theory is she could resign in the next several months. Mm-hmm. Uh, they didn't give kind of a time frame of what they thought. Right. And I was listening to this. And I'm like, you know, that's plausible. Mm-hmm. And then what's going to happen? Biden is going to appoint Gavin Newsom as the vice president. Oh. And then it's very possible that Biden is going to be impeached and possibly removed. The DNC needs to get him out of the way, right? That's correct. So even the Democrats might go along with it and get rid of him. So why you Newsom? Get Gavin Newsom sitting in the Oval Office. See the king, king communist in California, the one that's destroyed California and the entire way of American oh, yeah. life, and now he's going to try and do it for the rest of the country. Sure, why not? Oh, gosh, and he'll he'll sit there and he'll he'll have an opportunity to appoint a VP, mm-hmm. probably Pete Buttigieg, and you get the dream team in the in 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 in, in leadership, right? You know, so we could be in serious trouble if that prophecy comes true. That could be very, very interesting. You know, it's it's interesting. In way. It's an interesting theory, and I, I and it's going to be classified as a theory in my book. I mean, that's that's it's plausible. Of course, it's plausible. But I, you know, I remember this. This sounds very familiar to a show that I was watching. I watched again because it was you know when all the stuff was coming out about Biden's laptop and how uh, the. The people were all asleep when this was happening, and some are still asleep. But if you watched House of Cards on Netflix with um, the fact that the president, you know, the the, the, the whip of the, the House of Representatives schemed his way into the presidency and how he did it, it's an interesting thought, Alpha. I, and it's, it is plausible that Newsom could weasel his way into the presidency without ever being elected. Totally plausible. And Newsom is, is as bad as they come. Oh, he's horrible. I think him and Hochul, Hochul just doesn't have the refinement that Newsom has. But Newsom has destroyed California. Destroyed oh, terrible, it. terrible. And, terrible. Uh, you know, again, it's not out of the realm of possibilities. I hope that never happens, but it's possible. It's possible. I don't think. I don't think Biden's going to survive. Uh, I don't think he's going to survive his entire term. No, 
but I don't, I don't think he's gonna. I don't think he's gonna make it. I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna have to resign, or he's gonna be impeached, mm-hmm. or or he's gonna have a serious health incident. Right. And nobody wants to see that. Right. Right. Uh, he's going to resign, be impeached, or he's going to have a health incident that's going to uh, preclude him from finishing his first term. Right. And I don't think that the DNC wants Kamala Harris anywhere near anything. Well, I don't know if Kamala, here's something just as a counterpoint to what you're, what you're saying. And I, I'm not sure she's going to go away quietly. You know, I don't think she's going to listen because she's, she's literally one heartbeat away from the president. Correct. And from the, and the presidency and, the first woman as president. She's already been acting president when Biden was under, you know, went, went under the knife or something or, you know, some, something like that. But, you know, she, she's not going to go away quietly either. You know, I don't know. They'll, they'll probably find something on her where she won't have a bunch of a choice. Right. Something that, you know, that from this, this discussion kind of brings on another question on the Republican side and, and watching all of the stuff that was going on with McCarthy and how President Trump came out from McCarthy and, you know, made some phone calls, said, hey, you know, enough already. You know, let's get let's let's do this. But the concessions were being made and, and President Trump was quiet up until the point that can, McCarthy was starting to accept all of these concessions that were coming out. Right. Is President Trump falling out of favor with everyone? Yes. And is it possible that President Trump may may not want to run for the presidency? I think it's possible. Um, I think it's possible that he I, – I see a lot of people saying, geez, you know, I really hope he doesn't run again. Even people that were saying what a great president he was on the first mm-hmm. go-around are saying, wow, I really hope he doesn't run anymore. He's a liability. Mm-hmm. Uh, I see that. Um I think Ron DeSantis is probably a very, very good choice. Mm-hmm. I think Donald Trump, I think he's a leader of the Republican Party. Mm-hmm. I really do. I, I see him uh, really in the in, – in, he, he did a lot of amazing things, and he made a lot of mistakes. We've said it mm-hmm. a million times. His, His mistake was personnel. Right. He problems. surrounded himself with the wrong people. Well, he trusted the wrong people. Well, yeah, I mean – he he thought that these people were genuine, and then they stab him in the back, right? Yeah, which is why everyone's looking at McCarthy and saying, uh, "When's he going to?" You know, McConnell stabbed President Trump in the back. You know, sure he did. Um, there's a whole bunch of people that you know. Um, Chris Christie stabbed him in the back. And the only yeah. people that did not stab President Trump in the back was Rudolph, uh, Rudy Giuliani. He never right. stabbed the president in the back. Uh, nope. Um. Uh, Corey Lewandowski never stabbed the president in the back. Steve Steve Bannon, I, I'm still trying to understand why he was fired. I think he just I wanted to be on the fired. outside. I think he needed to I be think, on the outside. I think I, they tried to put him in a, in a, in a place where he could uh, affect some change in a different Which way. Which he has. I mean, the man has, has a whole posse following him. And a yes, lot of this does. came from the posse saying, we know, you know, if McCarthy's going to get in there, he's going to have to have a leash put on him. And hold him very close to the to the vest when it comes to the decision that he was going to make. Yes, I, I and I agree. Yeah. Um, well, we're going to have to see. I, mm-hmm. I think that the strong 
front runner coming out of this whole thing is definitely DeSantis. Um, I'm going to say one other. Carrie Lake. She is an interesting curveball, isn't she? I think Carrie Lake will be the one that's going to run for president. And everyone is going to look at her and say, we love Carrie Lake. You know, the fight that she's putting on, the principles that she has, the way she communicates, the the idea, the conservative, the way she's routed in conservatism, how she got there. I, as long as we're making these, uh, looking into the futures, I think Carrie Lake's going to be the one that President Trump taps to take his place. Because I think President Trump's tired. I really do. How much more can he take of this? I don't know. We're going to have to see. Uh, let's see how it shakes out in the next mm-hmm. in the next six eight months. Right. And you know, that's all we can do. I think I think you're right. I think Harry Lake makes. A, I, I think there could be a strong argument made to support her. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that Ron DeSantis, a strong argument could be made to support him. Mm-hmm. I'd like to see President Trump run for governor of the state of Florida mm. to replace Ron DeSantis. Mm-hmm. I think that'd be great for Florida. Yeah. Yep. And Kari Lake could be an interesting uh, front runner or a VP candidate as well. She'd be a great VP too. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to hear anything about this experience stuff because she, you know, she had the election stolen from her and people know it. So well, I get that. I get that. But yeah. she, she still does not have a whole lot of leadership uh, qualification underneath her belt just yet. Right. And I think Ron DeSantis definitely has got the experience. Yep. So, anyhow, we'll have to see how it goes. Everybody, thank you very much for joining us yet again for another episode of the Signal 50 Podcast and trusting us with a little bit, a little bit over an hour of your time. Appreciate that. Uh, we'd like to thank our soldiers, sailors, and airmen that protect us 24-7, 365, and our first responders that are out there on the streets with us, our police, fire, and EMS folks, and dispatchers. Thank you very much for what you do. And uh, everyone's just getting over the holiday hangovers. That's right. But hey, yeah. you know, you got me all flustered when it came out with the, <laughs> the the jabs again. They just get me so upset. I oh, they make me so angry. I know. All right, everybody. Thanks a lot. Make it a great week. And everybody get back to work. That's right. Get back to work. Thank all right. You. We'll see you on the next show. See you on the next time. Take care. Bye-bye.